Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Peace, peace, welcome, Ashe. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I, I like I have told y'all before, y'all are dealing with someone who uh, has a significant Mercury placement in their chart, and so as Mercury is stationing here, it just stationed direct light, uh, this past week. Um, then you know, so goes everything related to, um, you know, Mama Dada astrology. Uh, Like I said last episode, you know, there's an astrologer that I know of, and she completely shut down uh, while Mercury's been retrograde, and I chose not to do that. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone bearing with me and just riding this Mercury retrograde wave along with me. Before I get too much further, of course, we want to honor and revere our divine righteous ancestors, Ashe, um, for without whom we would not be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, our dear brother, our fearless leader, Brother Ampu, who is leading the charge on so many powerful spiritual levels, thank you so much for inspiring us all towards um, just ourselves, that in a nutshell. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, Mercury Retro uh, reared its ugly head again. That's why <laughs> there's no advertisement for it, um, the show, really. I um, I was about to uh, take care of all that, and I realized that I had set the show up for the regular time, but I meant to set it up at a special time today. And then when I went back in to create another um, show for the new time, it wouldn't allow me to because this the times kind of crossed over each other. That is so Mercury retro, you know. And I'm there's no. I, I'm not saying that to place a blame on something. I'm not saying that because anything necessarily went wrong. Apparently what divinely was supposed to occur is actually what is occurring. And so that's why I just uh, always want to honor the ancestors because I trust and know that everything is divine. I've said that on the show numerous times. Everything is spiritual. And I know that ultimately everything is good. Uh, That definitely reminds me of something that I want to share with you guys a little bit later, but since I'm forced to kind of go in on the show now with only a minute starting the show with um, an hour and 15 minutes left, then i got to jump in, guys, because the Gemini New Moon is just too... It's too um, intense not to discuss the time right now leading up to that here in between the full moon that we just had um, in Sagittarius and uh, the new moon in Gemini. It's a very sensitive time right now if you can't already tell energetically. So um, let me definitely keep going. And my, my apologies once again for how some some things since I this is the key guys and this is just I guess happened so it could be a, a just a lesson for everybody when you have something like a a significator in, significator in your chart your natal chart 
where you're dealing with a ruling planet. When you're dealing with the ruling planet, you want to pay careful attention when your ruling planet is making these power moves, making um, major moves, stationing, making ingresses into new signs, ingressing into new um, territory in your natal chart. Pay attention because you don't want to, for all intents and purposes, get caught slipping on something so uh, vital uh, wisdom and knowledge and advice as that. Um, One thing I could have done for an example, a real-life example, one thing I should have done, one thing um, that will be beneficial to do going forward is to, especially at a sensitive time, while your ruling planet is even in the shadow of retrograde territory, that's how sensitive you can be when you're talking ruling planets here. You can determine what your ruling planet is based upon your rising sign or your ascendant. The sign that was rising on the eastern horizon or that left portion of your natal, that circle wheel, that's going to be your ascendant. And the ascendant is specifically um, determined based on the time you were born or recorded to have been born or um, if you've had your chart rectified, um, you and a knowledgeable astrologer can uh, deduce with, with pretty good certainty, especially after you've been following these trends for a while based upon a presumed ascendant or a calculated ascendant or a rectified ascendant, then um, you can watch and monitor and observe um, your behavior or circumstances um, uh, relative to when that ruling planet would be stationing or making an ingress or um, making moves through particular areas of your life in the patterns and the cycles that they ha- happen in, okay? So um, that's just a heads up. We still have a few planets um, still retrograde right now, even though Mercury just stationed, Jupiter had stationed before that. That's when we had the five, so we're down to three. Neptune is going to be stationing here in June, actually retrograde, so it's going to add two. It'll be four going um, retrograde, and then there at the very end of June, Mars is going to go direct, and so we'll be back down to three. So, yeah, there, there's still this heavy, still is and still going to be heavy retrograde energy. Um, that is causing what you may be experiencing as delays, what you may be experiencing as frustration and perceived setbacks and um, just almost being forced into introspection. Even when we don't want to be introspective, um, when we're not able to move objectives forward, especially when you're talking about Mars still being retrograde until June 29th and, and not being able to actually and really move our actions forward, you know, um, to, to the degree that we're getting the desired results, to the degree that we're getting tangible and measurable results. But here recently, um, you know, there's just been the energy where we're still, even though we we can't move forward with certain objectives or haven't seen the success that we're used to seeing in as we move forward with certain objectives, uh, we we really have had a chance to reevaluate and become really realistic 
<laughs> really practical, really lot looking, um, giving the divine opportunity to look at things logically and to slow down and to put one in front, one foot in front of the other instead of trying to move forward with many objectives at once and, like I said, becoming fr- feeling frustrated, feeling blocked, feeling stifled, feeling hedged in or hemmed in, okay? Because that perception, is, is it really does shape um, our reality. Um, I'm not going to spend, like I said, since we're getting such a late start, I'm, I just got through listening to, I did my normal routine. I was listening to the show beforehand and everything, but once again, I, I thought I had scheduled it for a later time. So um, uh, we the last week's episode is surely sufficient to catch you up on what is going on right now, the moon uh, being in Capricorn currently and um, us really being emotionally satisfied to just get stuff done. That's also aiding in that energy of kind of putting one foot in front of the other that I was thinking about Capricorn when I was saying it. So that is definitely still very much so um, just really making us happy <laughs> to just get stuff done. That simple. I was talk- I was listening to, um, to, to, to myself talk about uh, the Capricorn energy of the moon last week, and um, you know, there's just been a lot transpiring. This Sagittarius full moon has really, really. I, I have. I just. I'm being tempted to talk about um, last week's show, so definitely go check that out. Um, that I have to keep it moving today, y'all. We just are running low on time um, due to my. Um, mistake in uh, timing the show today. And once again, I apologize. Um, Last quarter move. What you'll find about last week is that we didn't cover any major um, transits with luminaries, such as a new moon, a full moon. uh, um, uh, And this week we have two. This week we have two. we have we start the week off with the uh, last quarter moon or a third quarter moon there in Pisces, and then we um, on the 29th, um, the week ahead dates are May 29th through the June the 4th, and Sunday to Saturday, and there on Sunday we got that last quarter moon in Pisces, and on Saturday when we end the week, of course, we have the new moon in Gemini. I shouted out my Gemini's last week. Once again, I got to echo it. I love all, my mama loves all her babies that are Gemini's for sure. Just the energy and the frequency of youthfulness and variety and, um, you know, mental capacity and, and, and faculty and stimulation and um, activity, um, the gathering of information, um, our local neighborhoods, uh, short-distance travel, um, uh, school-age children, of course. And so... Um, Definitely wanted to shout out my Gemini's again. So let's let's jump in and see what we can get through with the time that we have left. Okay, and here in the week ahead, um, that last quarter moon is uh, really indicative of where we kind of are now. Not just with the moon being in Capricorn, but the disseminating moon 
uh, to this afternoon Central Time. Mm, yeah, this afternoon at 20 degrees Capricorn. Where we're at now, the disseminating moon, just the very word disseminating. It's kind of something like I'm doing now. I'm sharing information, and that's the energy of the the uh, time we're in currently. Now I am talking about the last quarter moon that we start our week ahead with, but as you have been able to tell, or should have been, should be able to tell by now, um, if you and I know by now that many, many, many of you have listened to my shows from the beginning. So I know you know by now that these are all cycles that we're living through. We're we're playing out some cycles now, and I mean closing out some cycles now. They began uh, like about four years ago when you're talking about certain planets and positions and, and activity that's going on. Um, of course, at the time of the Sagittarius full moon here, uh, we're closing out, so to speak, what began two weeks ago at the Taurus new moon on a short-term sense. And then from a longer-term perspective, we're closing out some things that began six months ago at a Sagittarius new moon, okay? And so I've, I've long talked to you guys about cycles and, and that is uh, what we're looking at here from the disseminating moon in between the Sagittarius full moon and the um, Gemini new moon that we'll discuss here for the end of our week ahead. We've got today, what is this, uh, May the 25th, Wednesday. We've got the disseminating moon, okay? So we want to share. We want to share whatever was culminated, whatever was gleaned, whatever was materialized and manifested and illuminated. There are insights that were illuminated for us there at the full moon. We're sharing of those fruits. We're sharing uh, and shedding uh, the light um, that was that was shown upon us then we were we were so illuminated and and so manifested upon and culminated um you know participated in culmination alongside of and with that we want to share we're filled with knowledge that has been accomplished in a particular field of endeavor. Whatever area of life the Sagittarius new moon shed light on for you in particular. And the purpose that that happened for you, the reason why you were able to manifest that on the short-term basis coming stemming from the um, Taurus new moon a couple of weeks ago, and um, the reason why you're able to manifest that and have this level of illumination based on new intentions that were set and um, um, new goals that were intended six months ago on a longer term at the Sagittarius New Moon is for you to share, for us to share, okay? Because guess what's next? The Gemini New Moon. We're about to plant new seeds of intention for what we want to have manifested Gemini-related And Venus-related, I'm relating Venus to it because you're all going to see here when I talk about the new moon in Gemini, which I'm probably just going to jump straight to that because almost every every other alignment in the week ahead is, you know, so intricately and closely related to the new moon that I'm going to knock them all out talking about the new moon in Gemini, okay? So I can just give you a comprehensive look at what energies we're working upon right now as we're disseminating and as we're sharing and as we're shedding. 
because we're making we're going to be making room here at the last quarter moon that we start the week um, off in the week ahead with. Okay, we're going to be tearing down everything that we weren't able to share. Get your share. Get your disseminate on right now. Get your dissemination on because um, and share it and share it all you can because um, out of your overflow, I was talking about that last week, sharing out of your overflow. I was talking to a specific sign, but um, it's the same thing. Uh, because next week we are going to be last quarter mooning it, okay? Um, <clears throat> I didn't look and see what sign it's in. I apologize. Uh, but we got the last quarter moon, and we're getting prepared um, for to do this cycle all over again, okay? We've gone through, uh, we're on our third new cycle of the new zodiac year right now. We started out with the Aries new moon, okay, a couple months ago. We then had the Taurus new moon, and now we're at Gemini. So we're in this in this solar cycle, we are at the point where, Excuse me, you guys. Um, also, if you hear listen to last week's episode, you can clearly hear me and my bout with, um, you know, allergies and the seasons changing and everything. So thank you guys for bearing with me. I'm taking water breaks this time. So, um, but with the new moon in Gemini, <clears throat> with Aries, we, you know, we were... Aries is that ready-to-pop-off energy I always talk about. So Aries is, like, ready to start on all these different, you know, new things for the new solar cycle ahead and, you know, um, just kind of green and new with everything, right? And then in Taurus, um, we were we, we were setting intentions and moving in, in, in these new energies with our goals and intentions towards Stability, okay, yeah, that was fun and all. Thank you, Aries. But in Taurus, you kind of want to just slow down, right, and really sink your teeth and your feet into um, a, a more stable, secure area where where everybody is valued, starting with you. Okay, and then now we're moving into this Gemini territory. I mean, if you know a Gemini, please, <laughs> you know, hook up with them right now and just appreciate them. Just appreciate um, the energy of, of 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 movement and youthfulness because it comes in between a sign like Taurus. Like I told you that we just came out, the sun just came out of, Venus just came out of, um, where, and Mercury still is after after and has been you know for quite a while now due to the retrograde and so um, even even our thoughts and kind of the way we move around and send and receive messages are still you know kind of in that area of wanting to feel secure wanting to be stable wanting to be fixed determined Okay, and so um, after that, you've got Gemini, uh, Gemini, where we're um, at now. But then after that, you've got Cancer, which is really kind of an at-home, homey, domestic, you know. So in between Taurus and 
cancer is Gemini, that wants to move around, that wants the variety, that wants to, you know, to go on short trips and, you know, run errands and send and receive messages and, you know, chat and gossip. Watch out. I've been meaning to tell you all, like, for two shows now to watch out for gossip, and I hadn't said it yet on the air, but that's one thing. Um, That's a net. That's a low vibrational manifestation of the Gemini frequency is to gossip. Um, I had said it maybe a few months ago on a show. I was referencing, you know, um, Whitney Houston and Bobby Christina Ashe to the Precious Spirits. Uh, But I was just referencing if if you don't have something good to say about somebody, if you're just speculating and just going on and on endlessly about things you absolutely know nothing about for certain, then you're gossiping, and that is a low, it's a low, you're, when you're doing that, you're operating at a low vibration, and you're open, your, your, your soul, your spirit is open to low vibrational entities attaching themselves to you energetically, and you just marinating in that low vibrational muck and mire, okay, so be conscious during Gemini season of that temptation and make sure that when you catch yourself that you say something positive, uplifting, encouraging, edifying, restorative to whatever you may have either already previously said or, you know, if you want to be proactive about it, I guess what you were about to say, (laughs) just say something good and encouraging and uplifting or just don't say anything at all. Something we may see um, here even between these Sagittarius full moons as well, Um, at least in this first part, this first couple of weeks of this cycle because uh, the the sun is in Gemini and the moon was in Sagittarius at the time. So that denotes a potential kind of tug of war with these Gemini energies. Okay? So... I'm not going to um, sit, sit too long on the last quarter moon. Of course, um, it represents kind of turning a corner, an opportunity to turn a corner. I always say that, an opportunity to build when you're talking about a square at all. At the last quarter moon, the sun is squaring the moon, okay? And so um, it should be. Yes, it's in Pisces. I don't know why I was acting like I didn't know what um, (laughs) sign the last quarter moon is in, but it's in Pisces. And so um, just be mindful of your dreams. Um, Be mindful of your energy, your spiritual energy. If you need to rest, if you need to relax and meditate and be still, do that. it's it's an interesting place for a last quarter moon to be, but Pisces also does indicate endings and it indicates, you know, it is the 12th, the last or the final sign, the end before you start over with the first house. And so um, th- let that definitely assist you. Let that energy of endings assist you as you are tearing down here on Sunday, the beginning of next week, so easily you could see it over the weekend earlier on the end of Saturday and later on the end of Monday. So between Saturday and Monday, 
be on the I won't say be on the lookout. I haven't hit a last quarter a quarter moon yet that I had to look out for. It made itself clear and seen at these squares when these challenges when these crises in consciousnesses hit. They make themselves well known. Um, at, at the time of a last quarter moon, what can what can be so apparent is the core level discontent. Um, that you may be experiencing with existing social structures. Maybe something manifested at the time of, time of the full moon that, you know, it was like, wow, you know, I really get it now, and, and something's got to give, something's got to change. Something, something was illuminated to me at the time of the full moon that I, I'm well aware of now because it was so fully illuminated to me that it must die, it must go, it must change, it must be transformed, it must be transmutated, okay? We're tearing down old structures at the last quarter moon, uh, my mama's babies, and we're preparing the way for new ones, okay? It's a time of action, um, and if, especially if that action here is Piscean in nature, then you know you're you're in the vein, right? And so if you're reviewing at this time next week, receiving, paying, planning, closing, sorting, storing, reaping, um, you're in the vein of, of the what the third quarter moon, the last quarter moon, uh, the phase that occurs when the moon is 270 degrees after the sun, most, you know, accurately and precisely. Um, most suitable activities around this time are going to include paying debt. Ask, uh, calling in debts, asking for money other people owe to us, giving rewards, receiving rewards, making evaluations, taking inventory, tying up loose ends, like I said, dealing with people and matters from the past potentially. That, that may be along the lines of things you are tying up. Um, contacting people from the past to tie matters up, dealing with endings of all kinds and acting with wisdom and maturity to the degree of even letting go if necessary. This is a time where we are being accountable, okay, and we're following the rules is most appropriate. All right. Uh, Monday there, uh, 6, 10 p.m. Central Time, uh, the moon goes void just for a couple of hours at the end of the day. So, in keeping with that kind of close out energy, um, the void moon allows us to really kind of void out, hence a void moon, and finish things up, take stock, make to-do lists, all the normal um, void moon protocols I normally uh, mention, okay? And so, and even since then, if it's, if you go to bed early that night, um, it's, the it's the daylight is out longer, so I don't know that a lot of people are um, going to bed at 6 p.m. But uh, you should rest pretty good that night um, if if it affects you that way, because right at, at 9:09 that same evening, 9:09 uh, 8:09 p.m. Central Time on Monday, the moon enters Aries, okay, and that's going to be completely the antithesis, of course, of the Pisces energy, ready to go, ready to start something, good time to start any first, okay, um, uh, it's an edgy energy, kind of facing your fears, courageous and brave, okay, um, 
getting out of your comfort zone, the very comfort zone. Uh, I, well, 12th house Pisces isn't, isn't always necessarily comfortable like a Venusian influence gives, but comfort by way of the comfort you feel or experience if you're meditating and resting and, you know, imagining and, and you know, uh, activating your imagination that the 12th house does signify, okay? Um, anything physical, of course, uh, Mars rules Aries, so any, absolutely anything physical um, starting there, it's an interesting time to get physical um, depending on what it is you're doing, but there Monday night that energy is initiated, okay? And let's Okay, I am going to mention one of these uh, other transits. Hold on, hold on. But then I'm jumping into the new moon, okay? And the only reason I'm mentioning this other transit because it is the Mercury trine Pluto uh, that we've experienced already twice this year, April 17th, May 12th. And here on May 30th, we hit it again, and we hit it two more times when we go out of 2016, August the 10th and September the 23rd. But I've talked, I clearly I talked about this when it hit on uh, for May the 12th. And so you may recall this very powerful um, transit between our thoughts what is representing our thoughts in Mercury and Pluto, power, transformation, um, uh, psychological, anything psychological and deep and taboo and intimate and, you know, absolutely the very opposite of superficial and surface level, okay? It, it acts, Pluto actually represents power. And so this was that energy where I was kind of, you know, um, if you're going to go deep mentally, then do make sure you're using it to your highest advantage. Now, I know Mercury, uh, the last time it hit uh, this alignment of a trine to Pluto, it was retrograde. So this time, as Mercury is um, stationed direct again already, it should, like I said, that third pass of, of a transit should kind of free up or, or it's, uh, especially after this full moon, it should really have illuminated at, during this path of Mercury, Trine, Pluto, uh, some things that we need to glean, especially on an introspective level. That's why Mercury, Trine, Pluto is best applied to research and investigation, uncovering secrets, and psychological self-analysis, like I've spoken about before. So, I won't dig too far into that um, any further just because I've talked about it so many times before and I've even given you the dates. So go back to the um, episode information with the date of May the 12th included and you can hear uh, a way more extensive version of that interpretation, okay? Wednesday coming up in the week ahead, June the 1st, 10.42 a.m., the moon um, conjuncts Uranus, and we go. Uh, the moon goes void at that time for 11 hours, which is most of the day Wednesday, 10:42 a.m. Um, up until um, 9:46 p.m. that evening when the moon goes into Taurus. So, void moon protocols 
for sure on Wednesday when it comes to like um, interviews. Not and typically Wednesday would be the day I would recommend. You know, it's a day ruled by Mercury, and Mercury is going direct now. I would you know, postpone it, but if you've been waiting around to get an interview and you finally get one, definitely, typically on a Wednesday, yes. Um, but this Wednesday coming up in the week ahead, the moon will be void. Nothing would likely come of that particular interview. So just FYI, if you're going out with somebody for the first time randomly next Wednesday in the middle of the day, not the best time for that either. Um, getting together with established friends and family, fine. Um, getting rid of excess, um, finishing up things you started before the moon went void, yes. Everything else, um, pre, pre, a, a presentation of new ideas, um, making important large purchases, beginning new project, projects, launching a new business, no, not next Wednesday, Okay. Um, like I said, that night, that evening, the 9.42 p.m., no, I apologize, uh, 9.46 p.m., the moon does enter Taurus. And in between the void moon of moon conjunct Uranus and moon entering Taurus, um, then you start in on some concepts that really start filling and coloring in the energy of this new moon in Gemini. So why don't I, why don't we... Uh, go get straight into the thick of that. Uh, we like I've been kind of giving y'all hints of this Gemini energy already since we've gotten uh, started today. And so anything that you're thinking along the thinking that's a key word right there. But along the lines of intellectualism, ideas, curiosity, um, what you say and think, um, com- uh, communication of any kind, sharing information, disseminating like the moon that we're in right now. That's a mercurial. Or, or Gemini, more uh, specifically, uh, keyword. Okay, um, learning definitely learning and um, uh, and and yeah, thinking, learning, communication, intellect, uses of consciousness as well. And so um, the fact that it's a new moon really speaks to the intensity of this Gemini energy, okay? It's a concentration, not like at a full moon when the moon's on one side of the spectrum and the sun's on the complete other. This is a new moon when the sun and the moon are right there, cuddled up, booed up, hugged up, snuggled up. Okay, so it feels like a double dose because we're getting hit with the Gemini energy by way of will with the sun, by way of self-expression with the sun, by way of goals and male figures with the sun. And then on the end of the moon, the female figures, the um, emotions and the habits and and a certain amount of routine and cycles what emotionally satisfies with the moon. And so all that is concentrated um, here in Gemini on June the 4th at um, 10 p.m. Central Time on Saturday, okay? It's at 14 degrees Gemini. And um, so there's going to be a sense of folk uh, with this double dose of energy. It's going to be an energy of focus and intensity, okay? Pride and ownership. 
um, with that focus, okay? And 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 with the Gemini energy, it also will denote some restlessness, okay? Mercury is really active. It does a whole lot of moving. That's why Mercury retrogrades multiple times in a calendar year. It's on. It stays on the move. So there, you know, you can attribute this restless energy to it. Really curious and inquisitive. You know that with the messages. That's why I talked about the gossip on the low end. Um, but it is flexible and it's adaptable. It's a mutable sign, and um, just lighthearted and and fun, youthful feeling associated with this. Okay. Um, like I spoke on last week, the sun and Venus are running neck and neck together with each other right now, and I talked to you all about what all that meant, just the beauty of what that means for um, just great feelings and um, uh, beautiful ex- social experiences and um, ease and comfort um, in our expression and uh, exacting our will to the degree that we can with all this retrograde energy. But um, the new moon is beautiful as the energy is. Um, This new moon is really being challenged by the grand mutable cross, okay? This new moon is in one of those for four cross positions. You've got the sun and the moon in Gemini, of course, at the time of the Gemini new moon. You've got Saturn directly across from it along with Mars and Sagittarius. Um, Mars is going to cross over into Scorpio here at the end of the week. That is the other thing I didn't mention last week, and I wanted to give y'all the horoscopes I didn't give y'all last week. I just thought of that. Y'all bear with me. If you happen to be listening and you want to call in, um, I know that it kind of goes longer. If you call in, you can hang in there with me. Um, It's 818-369-0368 because if I can, I really want to get it recorded. Um, So, yeah. Uh, why was I mentioning? Oh, yeah, because um, there in Sa- uh, Sagittarius, Mars is going to be going back into Scorpio, though. But it's it, it was there at the time of the full moon, and um, and it's there now. Uh, crossing that is Neptune in Pisces, of course, along with the South Node, and I believe Chiron is there, and directly across from. All of that in Pisces is Jupiter and the North Node in Virgo. Um, uh, yeah, in Virgo. So I know, because I've been talking to y'all, <laughs> the challenges are being felt. Challenges, especially as it relates to mutable um, uh, descriptive words like adaptability and change and adjusting you know, flexibility. These are key words for all of us right now. It's a grand mutable cross. And so this Gemini moon is in the crosshairs of this cross. But we shouldn't, that shouldn't make us afraid. That should make us um, challenge us, hence the square, square aspect, challenge us to, Build something of a that can 
stand on a firm foundation with it. The challenging, the challenging aspect is coming to make us stronger. It's coming to build something strong in us, okay? And so um, I'm not just, just going to jump to horoscopes. Like this is really um, vital to, to understand because you don't want to miss out uh, trying to see for looking, let me break it down for you. Venus represents like the ease and the comfort and the harmony. I'm mentioning Venus because the sun and the moon are together in the sky in Gemini at the time of this full moon. They're like married in the sky, the sun and the moon. Well, Venus is joining in on the party. Venus wants some of that too. Venus won't end on that and so, yeah, it's like a threesome at the new moon, <laughs> this uh, this go-round with the sun, the moon, and Venus. And so, ideally, everything that we love, Venus, you know, everything that brings us comfort, Venus, and pleasure, Venus, and ease, and harmony, Venus, and 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 that that allows us to compromise and and be diplomatic with the people that we love and are in relationship and partnership with Venus is being challenged. Okay, and I, when I break these down for you, maybe that will just color it in all the more when we talk about um, you know Saturn being in on this in the opposite position of of the Gemini moon directly opposite from it 180 degrees away on the other side is Saturn retrograde right now Saturn rules karma karmic uh, alignment happening again here at the Gemini new moon don't sleep so any delay Saturn, restriction, Saturn, well, that I was talking about at the very beginning of the show, any uh, feeling like block blockage, Saturn, that's uh, a disappointment, you would say, affecting your love life or finances, Venus, is a lesson, Saturn, again, to teach Saturn us to keep it real, Saturn. Everything practical and and uh, realistic that I was naming off at the beginning of the show as well. Any worries or concerns that we may have due to these challenges, delays, disappointments, blockages, is due to a certain level of greed, a certain level of deception, a certain level of excessive behavior, or unrealistic expectations, period, point blank. And thank you. Shout out to the Astrology King for um, assisting with some of the interpretations so far. A lot of it I have not gotten from there, but some of it I have. So I want to shout, shout, shout him out. But um, you may feel, yeah, with the squares tested, challenged when it comes to ideal Venus, ideal love and ideal money circumstances that you would see yourself in. Um, Venus also, I was talking about last week uh, when I was talking about Sun and Venus running together, the the, the potential for excessive um, 
discomfort and excessive ease, and that denotes a level of laziness or overindulgence. So, yes, some of the tests and the challenges that we're experiencing with this grand mutable cross that's being impacted in all of our lives with this Gemini new moon coming up, um, we're going to really have to put in that Saturn that's opposing this planetary alignment, the Gemini new moon. We're going to have to get some self-discipline and some effort and some hard, heart, smart work in order to stop the potential for the the low manifestations of the Venus energy that are so intimately acquainted with this new moon in Gemini, okay? I'm about to break it down for you a little bit more because I don't want you to have this Venus delusion, you know, of just everything being easy peasy because sun and Venus running together in the sky right now. That's cool. That's straight. But we got a grand mutable cross. And when Jupiter squares, it's looking a little like, uh, um, you know, Venus being involved here. There's this potential to go too far when Jupiter squares. Jupiter in Virgo is squaring this Gemini new moon. Neptune squaring this Gemini new moon in Pisces. And, and and that bringing um, potenti- potentiality for deception and delusion and seeing everything with rose-colored glasses. I'm so, it, ma- it kind of makes me glad Mars is still retrograde right now and nobody's really moving forward on any new ob- actions that they're taking, especially in certain areas of their lives, most specifically. Um, anyway, because it's just not the best time introspection kind of feels like void and 12th house and retrograde energy wrapping up stuff that's already been started initiating things yes sure at a gemini new moon as it relates to um you know gemini themes but with you know all these other uh pieces of the puzzle in mind as well let me give you a few more pieces of the puzzle Sun and Venus running together, I'll just read these interpretations by way of them both. The sun doing a certain thing, because here this week, if the sun's doing it, Venus is doing it. They running neck and neck. We got these squares to Jupiter. Sun square Jupiter um, calling us to um, show respect. You know, you, you get... You get lucky enough or or rely on luck enough and expansion enough and take growth for granted and and advancement, and and you may need the reminder to show some respect and deal in moderation and discipline yourself because Jupiter always wants to go, go, go and expand and go further and it's never enough. And um, so, and and Jupiter wants to kind of do a little bit of everything. So you may, with Sun Square Jupiter, there's this reminder to focus your energy on one or just a couple of projects and not be so excessive spending your energy. The Sun can burn out. I said that last week too. Be conservative with your finances. Moderation, once again is needed in all areas. When Venus is squaring Jupiter, it's very similar. 
there's this difficulty in avoiding gluttony when Venus is squaring Jupiter. I've been getting that from I I haven't I don't think I've talked to somebody that's not dealing with that on in some to some degree. With Venus square Jupiter, there's a tendency to spend overspend on luxury items. A luxury item is anything that you can actually do without when the money is tight. You you can figure out what you can do without because when money gets tight and you start making executive decision and prioritizing and getting real mature, getting real Saturn responsible, self disciplined, that that those are luxury items, the things you can do without. Um and and Venus square Jupiter is also cautioning uh if you're single for sure, Venus is the love and Jupiter is the expansion and just wanting to expand maybe for the sake of expanding. So you gotta be careful not to lower your standards, okay? Um you don't wanna make the wrong choice in love and you don't wanna, you know, be embarrassed um being ready to expand in love when it's not feasible, okay? This is not a feasible energy to expand love in. You're nurturing the love you already have right now. You're nurturing the love within yourself right now. And you're allowing that to be what uh, you know, sets the tone and is enough to expand and reach out to others. Um, but we're still being very, very introspective right now. And so keep that in mind as well. Uh, Sun and Venus are opposing Saturn, like I said. So this is, you know, if you're feeling limited once again, especially with the opposition, it denotes relationships. If you feel like other people are opposing you, it's so interesting. I wanted to bring it up earlier in the show and thank the creator. It's coming back to me now. Um, but I I had turned on the Deepak Chopra uh, Pandora station today, and there was this track about opposition, and it really challenged me, and I wanted to challenge you guys as well uh, to look at opposition from a new perspective and, and, and perceiving opposition as just not even being he was saying that things that are opposing you are not really opposing you. They're here for, everything is in your corner. Everything is here for our advancement. Everything is love. Everything. But this is love when this person passed, you know, and I, I wanted them to stay here with me forever or at least hang around on the earth as long as I'm hanging around on the earth. You know, they can't leave before me. You mean that's all love? That that wasn't oppositional? You mean when this person, you know, made these particular advancements towards me that were violent or criminal, that that was in my favor and for my good ultimately and not against me? So I want I want y'all to consider that in terms of it's just interesting that I heard that today and one of the main parts of this Gemini new moon is the opposition that the sun, moon, and Venus are having to Saturn, okay? And so any limitations that you feel, any opposition that you perceive, merge with it. That was what his uh, final word on it was, just to merge with it, become one with it the shadow parts of ourselves that we don't like to acknowledge or face or look at and the and the things that we normally when you feel here between this week and next week when we meet again anything that especially in the season of this Gemini new moon 
anything that you feel like is opposing you or challenging you or testing you, become one with it. Fall in love with it. Accept it. Surrender to it. Merge with it. That is Mama Dada's word to you because as you do, um, you will really get another experience of this time of this grand mutable cross, of the time of this new moon in Gemini that's really triggering it and activating it significantly. And so um, with the sun opposite Saturn specifically, you know, restrictions can seem a little bit to surmount, okay? You may find it, since the sun is self-expression, you may find it harder to express yourself um, and you may experience low energy. Saturn, sun, um, um, transit going on in my chart right now, and I'm telling you, it can feel very, uh, on the low end, depressing, negative, like you can't, you know, like somebody's got their thumb on you and you just can't move, okay? Um, this energy is best addressed um, kind of by going doing your own thing basically because you don't want to impose that on others you don't you don't want to depress that especially if you're manifesting it real low you know a lot of the the energy this um new moon in gemini and uh the the, the aspects that are surrounding this new moon in gemini that the sun and venus are making the the best wisdom is to go it alone to the degree that you're relying heavily and dependent upon anybody in your life right now. You are doing yourself a disservice and not giving yourself the credit and the the um the benefit of the doubt that in the face of challenges and tests and 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 and, and, and you know square energy that's squaring off and opposing. Uh, or, or perceived to be squaring off, opposing, limiting, or restricting you, that you can still master your destiny in this day and time. And you really don't need no help. When I say you don't need no help, I, clearly we're all connected. We need each other. What I'm saying is you don't have to rely so heavy and hard on somebody. When you're going through a chest and challenge, when you're squaring off on somebody, when you're dealing with an, an uh, the opposition, so to speak, you can't rely on the person you're in opposition against, perceived to be that way. You can't rely on the person that's challenging you or squaring off against you. So then there's this emphasis, especially at the time of of this new moon, because of all the squares and oppositional energy going on, to rely on numero uno. Remember what was going on around the time of the new moon in Aries. Um, Remember the, the the progression that's been made since then, the new moon in Aries that I was kind of outlining earlier, the new moon in Taurus and the new moon in Gemini. And so there's been this natural progression. And um, this time, it's a great thing that Mars was so intimately acquainted with the full moon and Sag that we just had because there, Mars is that Aries energy, and it's not afraid to be that first one out the gate. It's not afraid to stand up. It's not afraid. It's, uh, Aries and Mars energy is brave and courageous. 
So call on that now. That has been a, that energy was very much so um, illuminated at the time of the full moon in Sag because Mars was right there beside that full moon at the time. I even saw something on social media last week um, that, uh, here recently that was saying you could in certain places you could see Mars without a telescope um, at, at this time. It was so fully illuminated by the moon. So our our bravery and our courage is is here still in effect on display. Show up and show out for yourself for numero uno if you're the only one. It's Sun and Venus. It's still Sun and Venus. I know it's a lot of challenging aspects from Sun and Venus to this new moon energy or or to, um, you know, at the time of the new moon, but once again, you got to see this thing. Let that Sag full moon illumination that happened to our um, our sight that I was talking about last week, our awareness, a higher awareness that we're, that we've um, that's been illuminated for us. Even if it is, you know, dealing with these Mars and things that we're being so introspective about right now and until the end of June still. Um, Venus opposite Saturn, not a good time for socializing. That's another aspect that's pointing to time alone. It, it is. Time working on self. You uh, taking full responsibility for any test challenges, restrictions, perceived restrictions or limitations in your relationships. Taking full responsibility. Once again, if you challenge it, square it off, and I'm opposing somebody, you're going to blame them? If something don't go right, it's you and them. No, taking full responsibility, paying off any debts that you may have. Venus is the money, not just the love. If you can't pay them off, at least prioritize them and put them in order and so you know what's going on and who gets what as soon as things are rectified. We're taking responsibility. Venus is opposing Saturn. You don't want a tug of war with your love and your money with Saturn. You want to balance it out. You want it to be the perfect balance. Okay? And um, then Neptune gets in on it. We've talked about Sun and Venus with Jupiter and how that challenging aspect is really forcing us to... um, you know, curb our enthusiasm, so to speak, because Jupiter just wants to expand. We've talked about how Sun and Venus are, in, um, you know, wanting to find this balance with Saturn, and Saturn just wants us to be a little more here again, even uh, along with the Jupiter kind of cautionary themes. Saturn is bringing that very restriction that. You know, Jupiter needs sometimes. You don't need the third bowl of ice cream. Let's reel it in. Let's restrict that a little bit. Um, Saturn's bringing that very energy. So it's still, it's it's beautiful. Like it's all these challenging aspects, but they fit. It's This right here is highlighting, of course, the Jupiter-Saturn square that I went in depth with um, before and definitely touched on last week. Um, Jupiter squaring off with Saturn is just like that same kind of energy, that same teeter-totter between how much is too much and what 
kind of self-discipline, what kind of moderation, what kind of self kind of governing of my energy can I do and um, still be satisfied knowing that there are rewards built into that. I will be rewarded karmically, which is all karma is, sowing and reaping. I will be, and that's Saturn again, karma. I will be rewarded for my hard work, okay, my smart work, my heart work. And then Neptune gets in on it, Sun and Venus squaring off with Neptune, and I kind of mentioned that in the um, delusions and the rose-colored glasses. So Neptune kind of has a softening or weakening effect, and it can be hard to get motivated um, or enthusiastic about anything, especially hard work, yeah, that hard work, that self-discipline, that maturity and seriousness and self-restriction that's kind of needed to combat a lot of this Jupiter energy that we're squaring off with too. So it's kind of a catch-22, catching another catch-22, so to speak, with Jupiter and Saturn squaring off and then Neptune getting in on the squaring off fun. So, you know, confusion is a potential manifestation. Um, uh, we're definitely being called to not be contributing factors to that to that confusion. Be above board in all of your dealings, okay? You do not want to be the one bringing that low vibrational Neptune of lying, deceiving, you know, trying to be conniving. That's that bull. You don't want it. Not when the sun is squaring off on Neptune at a... Gemini new moon, because the trick could be played on you. Mercury is the ultimate trickster, and Mercury rules Gemini. Do not play. Uh, just when you think you've outplayed somebody, you mess around and get played. Um, definitely, um, you know, we're just, Neptune, like I said, that softening kind of weakening effect it can be. So predators would easily hone in on your soft side at a time like this. This is not a time for trying to wheel and deal and negotiate. Once again, somebody might out-wheel <laughs> and deal you. Uh, we're just at a greater risk of being taken advantage of at a time like this. And then with Venus making that very same square to Neptune, of course, um, that kind of can hit on our self-esteem, which Venus rules, feeling insecure about ourselves, how we look, a very Venusian thing, beauty, you know, feeling insecure about that or delusional or confused about that, um, a, a tendency to over-idealize in the area of love and romance in our lives, ignoring obvious faults that others plainly see. So this is a period where it's wiser to wait after this transit before, like, setting an ironclad commitment with someone in the area of love or money, business agreements or romantic partnerships, or being too trusting of somebody. You know, play around in the in the in the higher manifestations of Neptune, imagination, you know. Um uh, you know, uh, meditation. Play around in some of these higher manifestations of Neptune and you really don't have to worry about the lower. Um Watch out when it comes to um, substances, okay, alcohol, you can get poor. This is a time of where somebody could poison you, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing is going on under this influence. So people who regularly kind of use these substances, beware right now, okay, of overdose, infection, or being ripped off or, you know, having something laced is, is a manifestation of this influence too, okay? 
Let me see just how much time I have left because, yep, I got just enough time to hit y'all up with these. I'm going to get through these new moon and Gemini horoscopes, and I'm going to hope and pray I can get through these um, uh, uh, Mars retrograding back into Scorpio from Sagittarius um, horoscopes because that's going to be real pivotal, y'all. I wanted to really go in on Mars retrograde today. Because it's just been in my spirit all week, just the lessons of Mars retrograde. It's just been heavy and thick, probably because <clears throat> y'all know I'm a Sag. And then uh, the Mars was so close to this Sag full moon, I felt very intimately acquainted with Mars's full moon, just right there with me and in my consciousness and in my experiences. So it's been very, very interesting. Um, that's probably why I don't have a lot of time to go in on it. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I know that y'all are having y'all's, you know, Mars retrograde experience too. I know y'all are wanting to move forward on some objectives and just can't wait till June 29th hit, you know, and you can make these power moves again in confidence and 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 just in a surety. Uh, but we'll we'll dig into it again more. Let me hit up these new Moon and Gemini horoscopes. Uh, courtesy of the Dark Pixie Astrology, so are the other horoscopes I'll be reading. Uh, for Gemini, it's in your sign, so you definitely have that smorgasbord. You kind of have the wish card. You can um, make the most of the positive energy of this Gemini new moon. You can get something started. You can work on new projects and ventures, and you have a more positive outlook. You can feel reinvigorated and inspired and want to focus on something that excites you. What I'm even going to do is go on and hook you up, Gemini. Happy birthday, Gemini. Happy solar return because I'm just going to hook you on up with your Mercury reenters uh, Scorpio horoscope at the same time. Uh, Gemini in Sagittarius, while Mars was there for you, you've likely had frustrations and arguments with loved ones. Your seventh house of others been hit up, Gemini, uh, with Mars retrograde and with people in your life having little patience with them and being more unwilling to compromise. Now, Gemini, with Mars retrograding in, back into Scorpio, you can have more frustrations with your daily life, your work, the people you work with and for, with your health. You can be more demanding of yourself and more easily stressed out. The more stressed you feel, Gemini, the worse your health can be. So you need to make sure you manage that. It should be a little easier now that Mercury is forward, your ruling planet. Have more patience, Gemini, with yourself and don't expect perfection. And build in time for mistakes with your work, okay, so you don't get so stressed out. Uh, Virgo, um, the Gemini new moon is impacting your 10th house, so you can be presented with a new opportunity to pursue a goal, achieve some success, receive praise or recognition, set a new goal for yourself, and can be more enthusiastic about your goals. Your life direction is getting hit up, um, Virgo, with the uh, new moon in Gemini, and with Merc uh, Mars retrograding back into Scorpio for you. Uh, while it was in Sagittarius, Virgo, you've likely been dealing with issues at home or family. We're talking fourth house here. What makes you feel at home? You've potentially felt unsettled emotionally and more easily provoked or in your internal foundation has felt shaky. But now with Mars retrograding in Scorpio, Virgo, you can be defensive of your ideas and opinions, get into little spats with people, can be more frustrated by what people say and think or feel that you can express yourself openly. Try to have an outlet for the excess mental energy you may have, okay? 
um, Sagittarius here at the Gemini um, New Moon, you your area of partnerships is lit up. You can enter into a new relationship or partnership, Sagittarius, here at the Gemini New Moon, and you have an opportunity to do something with a partner, meet new people, make a compromise, strike a balance with something, and can feel calmer and more balanced. And so for you, Sagittarius, with uh, Mars backing on up into your sign, um, while it was uh, backing up out of your sign, while it was in your sign, you likely have been kind of on the edge, feeling snappy, um, a little too impulsive and aggressive, ready for a fight, and everyone has kind of got on your nerves. Now with Mars going back into Scorpio, you can feel angry, but keep it more to yourself and bottle more up. You can become more aware of subconscious issues. Is backing up into that 12th house. Um, uh, you can become more aware of motivations and actions that have been a detriment to you, and you have to work on dealing with the causes of them so you can let them go, okay? Letting go may be difficult, which can be frustrating for you, and your energy levels can be much lower, and you feel drained a lot. You may need to give yourself extra time alone so you can recover from demanding people and projects and turn more inward if it's necessary. That's that same 12th house, okay? Let me keep it moving. Pisces for the Gemini New Moon. Uh, you can start a new home improvement project. Uh, you can move, Pisces. Your fourth house is getting lit up. You can plan a fat family gathering or feel more centered emotionally. You can focus on the positives, and this can be a good time for starting something from the ground up. Um, I don't want to keep shifting between documents, so I'm going to finish out the new moon and Gemini horoscopes and then switch back over and hopefully remember what order or who I already read for over there. Um, Libra at the Gemini new moon, your sister air sign. You can act, absolutely learn something new, take a course, teach something, write, speak publicly, travel, or make plans for travel or make plans for expansion. You can come up with big ideas, Libra, at the time of the Gemini new moon, and you can be extra optimistic. Aquarius, you can start a new creative project, pick up a new hobby, feel more inspired and positive. You can connect to your inner child, Aquarius, or if you have children, they can be presented with opportunities. Now, the whole first half of the month, Aquarius, can find you focusing on your loved ones and the love in your life. The new moon on the 4th occurs in your love sector, and you can feel more affectionate and enthusiastic about love. If you're a single Aquarius, this can be a good time to meet someone, and if in a relationship you can inject some fresh air, some fresh Gemini air into it and do something fun and new together, you can be more lighthearted Aquarius and sweet in your approach to love. Cancer. You can have an opportunity to do something behind the scenes or in the background. You can benefit from working out of the spotlight, and you can tie up loose ends or eliminate something from your life that you're ready to let go of. That's that 12th house energy, Cancer. Enjoy. Leo, you can pursue opportunities to achieve your dreams for your future, meet new people, and expand your social network at the Gemini New Moon. Join a new group or make new friends or take up a new cause. Scorpio, you can start a mutually beneficial project. This is shared resources here, Scorpio. You're very familiar with this energy. You rule this energy. You can work with a partner, start a transformation, feel stronger and more willful, or have a positive development with other people's money by way of taxes, debts, loans, inheritances, um, or joint finances. 
And Scorpio, the emotional bonds you have with others can be a focus during the first half of the month, and you can work on trying to grow closer with others, especially around the new moon, okay? Capricorn, you can be presented with new work opportunities, start a new work project, create a new routine, get organized, and um, are possibly in the spotlight at the time of the Gemini New Moon for the work that you've done. You can be focusing on improving your lifestyle around this time or feel more enthusiastic about daily life. And lastly, um, Aries and Taurus. Aries, you can be more enthusiastic, have a more positive outlook, come up with new ideas, or have a positive communication or conversation. You can keep yourself busy, and you can, you may take on lots of smaller projects that stimulate your mind. Aries, this Gemini new moon is lighting up your Gemini house. So that's double uh, energy for you. Use it wisely. Mind those words. Monitor those words. Fast those words. Make sure every word that comes out of your mouth is constructive and not destructive. Just be responsible with all that Gemini um, energy you have access to, Aries. It's powerful, so don't say mama didn't tell you. Okay, Taurus, you can pursue money-making projects, improve your finances, or create new financial opportunities for yourself. You can be more confident and secure with this new moon, and you can benefit when you're calm and stable. This is your house, Taurus, the second house, so it ought to feel real homey. Um, You can focus on your finances during the first half of the month, Taurus, and work on trying to bring some stability to them and feel more secure about your future. You can make the most of financial opportunities and money-making projects with the new moon in your money sector on the 4th. You can create new opportunities for yourself and feel more positive about your financial plans, Taurus, and you can tweak those plans later in the month even and get even more focus after the new moon. So um, with the time that's left, I definitely, there's no way that I can get through the rest of the uh, Mars uh, retrograding back into Scorpio um, horoscopes, uh, but I will finish them next week for sure. Uh, What I do want to mention before we uh, close out today is, of course, any more... I mentioned the last void, of course, I mentioned was the 11 hour one, the one on Wednesday, there is another period of void, of course, in the week ahead, Friday, 6.02 p.m. Central Time, just for a few hours, right at four hours um, at the end of Friday evening. So keep that in mind as well. And it looks like that's it for this week ahead. There's, there's, the end, there's a lot going on. We squared off, oppositioned up with Saturn, learning lessons, going through karmic lessons, learning karmic lessons, going through karmic experiences with people, especially as it relates to, I mean, Saturn's been been in Sag with Mars up until here when it crosses back over into Scorpio. So, of course, these karmic lessons are related to our drive, our passions, our ambitions, our sex our sexual energy, our, um, our our ability to be assertive and courageous and brave, okay? So continue to, to be easy with yourself, okay? Continue to be easy with those around you. Give them the benefit of the doubt, not to the degree where with these this Neptune square that we're being all delusional and seeing everything through rose-colored glasses, 
but to the degree that we're taking full, we're so busy taking full responsibility with this Saturn opposition that we're not looking to blame. We're not looking for anybody to, to tell or sell us anything anyway because we're being self-disciplined, because we're being responsible, because we're being mature, because we're being serious in the areas that we need to be so we can glean the most of this Sun-Venus alignment here with this new moon, with Venus uh, being conjunct this new moon. It's a beautiful thing. Bump a, bump a grand mutable cross. Utilize that to your highest advantage and the highest advantage of those around you. A grand mutable cross? Even in the midst of change and flexibility and adaptable, uh, mutable environment, something of substance can be built. A firm foundation can be laid. I want that. Yes, sign me up. Take full divine advantage. Neptune is not just delusion, confusion, and lies and deception. It's also access. It's still access, even if it's a square. The opportunity to build can have something to do with the higher manifestations of Neptune, unconditional love, imagination. You know, there's this, this area of merging where you can meditate and rest in peace and spirituality. With the Jupiter square, yes, it can be excessive, but it can also be of another uh, level of spirituality. It can be uh, higher learning and advancement and optimism and humor. Okay? And Saturn is not just the, the, just, not just the parent. Once again, Saturn is the success that comes after the heart, hard, and smart work. All right, y'all, we did it. We made it. Mercury retrograde, craziness, and all. I, I promise you I'm going to be ready next week because I just want to be the embodiment, living embodiment of mastering these destinies, not for it to show off or show out, but to show myself that, you know, knowing is definitely half the battle, and we know stuff around here a week in advance. What? All right, y'all. Peace. I say stay connected to my astrology coach.